Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, and welcome to Small Biz Chat I'm America's number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson, and I am so excited to be here with you all. So, you know, Small Biz Chat Live is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to really get and share invaluable business advice. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. Our goal is to give small business owners an opportunity to hear sage advice from multiple angles so that you can not only start a business but grow your business. So with that, I want to invite my guest, Don Brolin, in because I want to introduce her, you guys to her and tell you a little bit more about her. Don Brolin is a certified public accountant, and she's the managing member of a powerful accounting, Inc., which is a nationally recognized accounting tax and consulting firm. She's also a speaker, and she brings an entertaining style and rock star energy to audiences about all things based, you know, finances, numbers, accounting, that is Don's thing. So Don, thank you so much for coming and visiting us here on Small Biz Chat Live. Melinda, as always, it's my pleasure. Anytime Melinda says, hey, you available? It doesn't matter what I was doing because the answer is yes. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, listen, so let's get down to it. A lot of stuff is going on with small business owners and their finances right now. Cash is king more than it has ever been, right? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. And you found when COVID, you know, crept up on us back in March, April was kind of where it all really fell apart. But you notice that the government's just trying to feed small businesses money because without cash, you are not in business. You don't have money. You have no reason to open your doors, right? So we've seen the government step up, which I think has been great in a lot of ways to help small businesses continue to move forward. And most importantly, to continue to employ their employees. I think for me, the PPP loan is probably the best option that small businesses have had. And actually, they even had it up until August 8th. So they expanded and extended the ability for people to get the PPP loan. And so it's it's just there's an interesting uh, little little things that I learned from my different clients about how they're using the money properly and how they're using it the way they're supposed to use it. Are they bringing back employees? And there's there's so many. I spent three hours on a webinar learning about the different forgiveness and the different things that can be done. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but let's talk about how the PPP loan went down, because I don't know about you. But the first round of the PPP loan met, left a rather bitter taste in my mouth, especially when I found out that 71 Fortune 500 companies qualified for money and over $300 million went to those kind of companies. And then you hear about the Lakers got money. Then you hear about, you know, the, the big private prep schools got money, you know, like because they let nonprofits, because they really weren't specific enough about who could get the money, the people that had the more savvier accounting and CFO set up, those people swooped in and got millions of dollars, let alone all the PPP fraud that's been going on out there, which has really, really made it hard. It's really sad. And I'm also a certified fraud examiner. So that just like bites my ear 
to, to know, and I know this, one of the other things along with the larger companies and corporations that got this money, which we all know is absolutely ridiculous. Those people are being investigated and will be investigated. Because there are a couple things. Number one, there are also small business owners who took the loan and didn't do the right things with them. So whether it was a $10,000 loan or a $100,000 loan, you know, they just figured, hey, I can pay my mortgage now. I'm chilling. And that's that's a fraudulent fraudulent way to spend that money. That wasn't the intention. But at the same time, we are finding that the, the small businesses who are either sole props, right? So these guys are just the, there themselves. Maybe they have a few subcontractors, but they really, they rely on their own income to support their family. And there was not a lot of guidance in that first rollout that people who didn't receive a W-2 didn't think they qualified because historically they never have been eligible for anything. Right. Right. Right, right, I mean, it's like an act of God for them to get a a mortgage because because they have their income. Right. But but let's talk about this, though, because I know only five million small business owners got PPP loan money. Right. And we know that there's like twenty eight million. Right. So, Dawn, okay, talk to me about why that happened because i listen i filled out ppp paperwork too for my business sure and i've been in business 21 years so i had a lot of that paperwork but i know that there was a 941 form you had to upload in order to do the calculation for your ppp loan and a lot of people out here don't know what a 941 is so i need you to kind of walk us back to some of the paperwork you have to have to qualify for some of this, some of these resources. Yeah. And, and I love that we're talking about this, this, it's not even post COVID. We're still in the middle of it, right? We're, we're, we're not even close to where we need to be. So rolling back and saying, okay, what could you have done? Let's start with that. What could you have done? What you could have done, number one, is reached out to an accounting professional. Many small business owners, I've picked up around 75 or 80 new clients in the last three months. And the reason for that was many of them, and I would say the majority of them were self-preparers because they go online or they go watch TV and they see the commercial for TurboTax and H&R Block, do-it-yourself taxes. And when they do that, they don't have that connection to an accounting professional to help guide them. And if they had an accounting professional three or four months ago and they reached out by phone and said, Hey, I need to, I need this money. I need to support my family. I'm a sole prop. I've been preparing taxes myself forever. I'm ready to change. Cause guess what? The world will never, ever be the same after COVID period. And because of that, if you're a small business owner, you need to change the way you approach your business. And we've talked about that before you're in business. You're not in a hobby. So what you need to do is get serious about your business, get serious about the paperwork that you're talking about. If you reached out to an accounting professional, we were nonstop learning and learning daily about the changes in PPP. And that's what we were there for. And when you apply, you can actually put in the fee that the accounting professional would get paid with that PPP loan and be part of the forgiveness. A lot of they didn't roll that out right in the beginning because even a lot of us didn't even know about it. Mm-hmm. But I guess my message to the small business owner is what happened back then is so many business owners rely on themselves because they don't think they have the money to what they think is spending on a, an accounting professional. Really, it's investing in your business. So I say to people, like getting your documents together, I use something called Smart Vault. We've talked about it before. You can use Dropbox. You can use ShareFile. It doesn't matter. But have a repository for your documents that are most critical to your business. You have all of your accounting records. If you have it in Excel, that's not going to be good enough, people. So to help 
look back to say, how can I fix moving forward? I would say, don't do the same thing you did prior to COVID because guess what? That is called insanity. And if you don't get a PPP loan, that's on you. All right, but let's talk about the paperwork. Okay, so we know we need to store this paperwork, but what needs to go in the vault, right? Tell me what needs to go in the vault. I know my taxes. I know my personal and my business taxes, usually you got to produce like two years of that, right? Yep, so absolutely. the last two years of personal and business taxes. But what else? There's some other kind of documents sure. people have been asked to produce. Like- Correct. Yes. So things like if you're a sole prop and all you receive, you do a Schedule C. It's highly likely that you're receiving some kind of a 1099, either from your customers a 1099K from, say, PayPal, if you have a business account, Venmo, if you have a business Venmo, merchant account, if you have a merchant account collecting credit cards and e-checks, which if you don't have that yet, you have lost your coconut. Like you might as well just take your head off, clean it off and put it back on again. Because if you're not accepting payment methods of any capacity besides children, which I know we're going to talk about the kids, we don't want them. We want the money. So paperwork like a 1099K, paperwork like any kind of annual report that reporting mechanisms that come back to you. Now, ignoring the PPP COVID a little bit, all of those source documents that you had to prepare those tax returns, whatever you either gathered for yourself because you self-prepared or you provided to the accountant, have all of those documents available. Because if you recall with PPP, they said, okay, if you're a sole prop, you're going to have to upload a 1099. It's highly unlikely that if you're a sole prop, unless you're selling things, you're going to get a 1099 from service for services. Sure. And I think now more than ever, you better ask for one because you need to have that. You definitely do. But I think one of the other things you've got to think about is I've seen people being asked for their articles of incorporation. I've seen people being asked for their actual EIN number from the IRS that made them a business. A CP575. Exactly. And I'm also the 941 form that we were talking about. That's a payroll form, right? If you pay yourself with a paycheck, which you should, if you're a certain kind of business, right? If you're an S corp, yes. If you're a C corp, yes. If you're a single member LLC, you're not allowed to pay with a paycheck, right? Right. And if you're a partnership, you should have your K-1. Okay. From the partnership available. And yes, if you not only if you just pay yourself, and that's a good point, but if you have employees, what if you're a Schedule C and you don't, you didn't put yourself on payroll, you didn't S Corp, whatever, but you have employees, all of your payroll records, your sales tax returns, any governmental filing that you've ever done, whether it's with the Secretary of the State, whether it's an EIN, unemployment numbers, all that stuff, I would put that, we call it a permanent file. So we put a permanent file together. And so and with that is all of those documents we just talked about. And you have you not just your accountant, but you should have them too. Well, and I also know that some of the grant programs that have come out since the PPP loan are requiring a lot of these documents as well, particularly for I've seen some of the grant programs come out for women businesses. There's certainly several that have come out for African-American business owners. And you've got to have this paperwork for a lot of those documents, for a lot of those opportunities as well. So you've got to have it in PDF format. You've got to be able to get it quickly. Because some of these loan programs are closing in 24 and 48 hours. They're not playing with people. They know they don't have enough resources. So it's a first come, first serve basis. So it's really important. But I think even to step back even more than that, Dawn, does every small business owner need someone monthly reconciling their books? For the love of everything that is good in this world, if you are in business, you should have accounting records. 
accounting records aren't a copy of your bank statement. That doesn't count. That's it is a source document to your accounting records. Absolutely. But you should QuickBooks Online costs $8 a month for the simple starts, or I say eight bucks it's around that for simple start QuickBooks Online. It's not expensive. It's not complicated. You can outsource the bookkeeping fairly reasonably. I refer people to out-of-the-box technology. They have great bookkeepers. They can handle the bookkeeping at a very reasonable price. And think about it. If you, For those of you who don't have an accounting record or don't have that accounting system, you may have missed out on the PPP loan because you didn't have it together. So don't repeat your mistakes from the past. Learn from them. That's what that's all about. And don't get mad about it. But I can tell you the SBA 7A, there's a small business loan, a 7A loan that is still available through, I think it's September 24th is the date. So people have the ability to borrow money from the SBA at a very low interest rate right now. And you have until September 24th. So if you haven't received or, or applied for anything, you still have the ability to apply for that loan and take the opportunity to use that as your process to get your stuff in order now. So it's not like you've totally missed the boat because you haven't. All right. Well, I think that's great. Now, what I want to do is I want to take a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about PPP loan forgiveness and the paperwork around that. If you got PPP loan money, I want to make sure you don't have to pay it back. We're going to talk about that and more with Don Roland when Small Biz Chat comes right back. Stay with us. I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady. I know you might be thinking about quitting your business and going back into corporate America, but wait, before you give up, my new book, Fix Your Business, could give you a whole new lease on life. My 12 P's of running a successful business will walk you through step-by-step how to grow your business revenue, how to hire great people and streamline your processes and so much more. Grab a copy today of Fix Your Business and get your life back. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady. Welcome back to Small Biz Chat. We've been talking with Dawn Brolin, CPA of Powerful Accounting, and she is talking to us about how we all need to tighten up our finances when we come out of this COVID pandemic thing. So, Dawn, I want to get back to you and talk about this, this PPP loan forgiveness is like a spaghetti Western mess, like trying to figure it out. And I feel like they keep changing the rules like every other day. And then I just read something the other day that in this next relief package that they're still fighting over that they can't agree about, that if you got 150000 or less, they might say you don't have to do the paperwork. Is that is that true? Are you, are you hearing that stuff too? That's the rumor on the street. Rumor on the street. And I, and I love that you say that because it's so true. We are, I get email notifications every time there's an update. And how many do I get? One or two or three a day. They're wow. saying now that, like you were saying, that don't, you know, don't worry if it's 150 and less, we're not going to worry about it. I kind of don't agree that that's going to happen. I think really? that's wishful thinking based on what they've provided us so far is what appears to be, which I love that, you know, there the appearance is that it's a simple one, two, three page little application. But what, what the real deal is with the loan forgiveness, at least what we know today is that everything that goes on that small forgiveness application has miles of paperwork behind it to support what goes on that application. And that's what they're not telling people. So at least again, of what we know today is where, so we have the accounting profession has nailed it. 
And we have people on the ground, Blum Shapiro, some of the bigger firms who have people specifically focusing on PPP loan. But the application process is different for each bank. Now, here's where the here's where it gets sketchy. You send your forgiveness paperwork to the bank or whoever the occupants, whoever sent you, whoever you got the loan from. You you are going to deal with that bank. You're not dealing with the SBA. Okay, the banks are dealing with the SBA. So you submit your application, they go through it. They probably don't even know what they're looking at, just as an FYI, because bankers are not accountants. Let's just get that out there. But then the bankers are going to submit it to the SBA. So the bankers will say, cool, this looks good. Send it to the SBA. The SBA makes the decision. Now, two, three, four, five months from now, when all those applications are being processed, we have our, we have our uh, obviously, a new year of election this year. Things can change on a dime. And what I just foresee, and it's my opinion, not necessarily my a fact, but I'm seeing that they're kind of putting things off. They're trying to just appease everybody at this point. But then when the vote goes down, whoever comes into office is going to call the shots. And we have to be prepared for that. And so now for small businesses, in my opinion, from today until that election day is your time to get your stuff together, because regardless of how it turns out, it's all going to be different. So we need to be ready for that. So everybody needs to have an accountant or a bookkeeper, someone reconciling their information monthly. I mean, one of the things that has always concerned me is that I feel like small business owners call accountants at tax time. It's, it's so and ridiculous. It, it, instead of talking to an accountant monthly, at least quarterly, but ideally you need monthly reconciliation of how your business is running because it's like, why be surprised at tax time how well your business did? Like, that's crazy. But I think so many people out here, they're letting their fear of math be the reason why they don't really know what's going on in their business or they're not on top of their finances in their business. And it's really been tragic. It, it is. It's tragic in that they put their life into their business. Because if you own your business, yeah, I know you put your life into it. Because I've done that. You've done that. Steven's done that. Rob's done that. We've all done that. And at the end of the day, do you want it to be for something or for nothing? Your accounting is the foundation of your business, period. Yes, you better have a good service. You better have a good product, but you can always change your service or your product as you go when you find things aren't working or they are. But you have to have the numbers to tell you the true story. And Melinda, we've been talking about this together for years. I, know. I don't know. Are we? Are, well, my, where's the brick wall? Might as well talk to it. But I can tell you with COVID, you will not live financially. Through because you basically have business COVID. That's what we're going to call it. You, if you are not reconciling your accounts and you are not getting your financial house in order, you have financial COVID. Mm. You have accounting COVID because and it will destroy you. All right, so so let's talk about my 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 freelancers and my gigpreneurs out here. My folks that are that are driving Uber, that are doing people's hair and makeup, getting paid via Cash App and uh, Venmo and this kind of stuff, and they don't have a business Venmo. Right. They got a personal Venmo and a personal cash app getting paid. What's going on with these people? Because these people were the ones that couldn't apply for anything because they've been kind of jiving the system the whole time. And now the system just bit them. Right. Yeah. Took a chunk right out, took a chunk out of their hand. And so the way those people can handle their accounting and their finances they can use something called QuickBooks Self-Employed. Now, I'm not a huge fan of QuickBooks Self-Employed only because there's no real reconciliation of your accounts. 
But what there is, is exactly what you're talking about, has the ability to record sales, regardless of how you're collecting the money. So the IRS cares that you're recognizing income. If you get paid through a personal Venmo and you record the sale, you're solid. All is good. And yeah, we don't like the co-mingling because, you know, you Venmo your kid for some groceries, whatever. And then they Venmo you. They don't Venmo you back. That was a mistake because they definitely don't do that. I was like, kids don't give change. What are you talking about? Anyway, They don't. don't. So, you know, those kind of the these entrepreneurs who are out there and they're doing, you know, kind of a service, they're getting paid however they can get the money. As long as they're recording it in their accounting system to provide them with an accurate profit and loss and a balance sheet which means that's a good thing. When you have a balance sheet, it means you have assets. So QuickBooks Self-Employed is one way to do it. You can take pictures of your receipts right there. You can even take, take a screenshot of your Venmo payment from your customer and upload it or you know, tack it into QuickBooks Online Self-Employed or even just QuickBooks Online Simple Start. So there are ways for them very easily right on their phone. There's no excuse. You don't have to sit at your computer and have an office or any of that stuff. You need a phone. Not a flip phone like Star Trek. Okay, I see those Star Trek phones out there. If you're in business and you have a Star Trek phone, just go get a job because that's not <laughs> being in business. Okay, if you have to do you know three letters to get to the C on a keyboard, we got problems, right? So that's what I would encourage those people to do is to do something self-employed. QuickBooks self-employed is great, or QuickBooks Online just regular, but do something to track. But they it. need, but they need an EIN number in a business bank account, right? Yes, they should. Absolutely. If they're if they if they to date have not gotten an EIN, even as a sole prop, right? Even if you're just you're out there Ubering like crazy, get an EIN. You should have an EIN, a business bank account, get a business ben- Venmo, get legit. It's time to it's like it's kind of do or die right now, like legit. So that's how I've been approaching it with my clients is listen, here's the deal. You got to get your stuff to give and they're coming to me out of out of nowhere. Because they're realizing the, you know, what they've done in the past, they don't want to keep repeating. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, a lot of people, let's we can even move to unemployment. The PPP loan's the same, but look at unemployment. They gave self-employed people unemployment benefits. I know, I know. I was like, holy macaroni, Batman. They gave self-employed <laughs> people unemployment. What six hundred <laughs> extra dollars a week? Right. Right. And that's that is a true that is a very serious statement to a small business owner who is a schedule C with no payroll that the government said if you can prove with the paperwork that you're self-employed we're going to give you unemployment that's unheard of it is it is and 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 I I was glad they did it although the fact that they're still fighting and they haven't figured out how to keep supporting small business owners I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they think. They're going to wait till everybody gets evicted from their, you know. It's bad. I, I don't know. It's really, it's really, really scary because I think the other piece of it is there was a lot of forbearance that went on at first, but now the forbearance is getting cut off. These credit card companies are now like. August 1. But depending on who you're dealing with, I mean, there were some companies that only did a forbearance and that was it. I'm not going to name no names, but you know. They begin no. with an A and end with an MX. Anyway, so my point is, I want you guys to know that, you know, there's a lot of different resources out here, but you must have your paperwork in order. And, you know, with that unemployment stuff, let's talk about unemployment because are they taking taxes out of people's unemployment, Dawn? So here, that's another thing. And people are going to get themselves into trouble if they are not paying attention. It's a windfall, an extra 600 a week, and I'm having a great time. 
Now, unemployment is not taxable on the Social Security and Medicare. They're solid there. But it is taxable on a federal basis, period, at your federal tax rate, whatever that is at the end of the year. And then also state, if you're in a state that has state sales tax, which not all of them do. But for those, so when you go, you when you fill out your unemployment, you should say, yes, I want taxes taken out. And I don't think a lot of people did. And they're and here's one of the things with the IRS. And I think there's a lot that's going to happen in 2021. And I, you know, I wish I had a crystal ball to see what was going to happen. But I can tell you the IRS was out of business for like three months. They were out of, we couldn't even call the practitioner line. So they were out of business. Guess what they're going to be looking for? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, listen. It's going to come down hard. And when you owe thousands of dollars to the IRS, they're going to come get it. They're not going to care. They're going to be like, you better have my money. Pay me what you owe me. They're not going to play with people. Exactly. And and that's why I wanted to have you on, Don, because I really wanted to make sure that my loyal fans heard what you said. If you were out here getting unemployment and you're not holding back 10% for taxes, you could be in trouble later, particularly if your business doesn't swing all the way back up to what it was, at least half of what it was pre-COVID. And we know, and the other thing that I want to point out too, sadly, you know, Dawn, 41% of African-American businesses have already closed. They're gone. They're not going to reopen. And that was as of May. So we know that there are people going down every week. They will not reopen. And, And that just makes me cry. It's heartbreaking. Honestly, but... I don't want people to go down for being stupid. Like, you know, you can go down because business dried up. You happen to be in an industry that got slammed that didn't come back. But you don't want to go to jail or or have some huge tax burden because you just didn't bother to get the information. And so that's why I was so pleased to have you on tonight. And I, and I want to ask you one last question before we go. Hardship loans from 401ks. What's the deal with that? Should I be letting TD Ameritrade keep my taxes or I should uh-uh, give me all my money? Because didn't they change the laws so that they didn't get a chance to hit you with those taxes going into your 401k? Yeah, there's no penalty. So they've re- eliminated the, the early withdrawal penalty. Okay. Now, it's not tax free, but it is, there are no penalties. They're waiving the early withdrawal penalties 100%, usually a 10% penalty okay. for, for early withdrawal of your 401k. And they're waiving that now. Okay. which historically it, ha- it would have to be a hardship in order to do it. They, you know how you know what the, how much the IRS loves people who have 401ks? If you take money out of your 401k prior COVID and you paid your taxes, no penalty because <laughs> they want everybody money. puts that money in pre-tax. Everybody puts that money in pre-tax. If you have smart, you do it. Absolutely. So, so there's just, you know, some things there that, that people should be paying attention to. And I would encourage people to be smart about making those withdrawals and and not being too proactive, you know, unless absolutely necessary. And I think for small business owners that may have found a little bit of a drought in their area of business to consider maybe a shift. And I want to just give one quick example. 
I have a restaurant out of Pittsburgh, one of the best restaurants in the whole wide world. This woman pays her people and the people come first. Her employees are most important to her period. And COVID comes and she's got 20 employees in one business and 10 in another, and she's got to pay them. And so she made things happen. What she did was she shifted from a restaurant because you couldn't dine in. They did take out things like that but they turned into a grocery delivery store. And the reason for that is because they had access to all the produce, the fresh produce, fresh meat, because they're a restaurant. So they turned around Gordon Food Service and they made themselves a delivery restaurant, a delivery market, essentially. She has is moving literally in the next two months. They're going to a from a 2,000 square foot facility to an 8,000 square foot facility because they shifted. They were smart. They knew they were going to have challenges. So how can I shift in this particular business to make money and keep my people and keep my business open. She just shifted her mindset. Now she's back to a restaurant, still doing some delivery groceries and things like that, but she thrived during COVID. She didn't die. She thrived during COVID. And I love, love hearing stories like that because that's what it takes. It's about pivoting into stuff that people need. You got to figure out what people need and give the people what they want. And I love it. I want you to tell me what is your favorite podcast? Well, I'm a really big fan of the Green Apple. He's a business owner who uh, is a former, we call him a recovering accountant. And so he's does a podcast and he talks, you know, he talks about business, another really good business guy. He's one of my favorites. Awesome. Apple Green Podcast. Yeah. All right. All right. The Green Apple Podcast. Love it. I hadn't heard of that one. Don, what's your favorite app? Listen, I'd be a failure to this entire show if I didn't say that QuickBooks was my favorite app. I would be I would be misleading the whole world at this point. I mean, you have to have accounting. And if your accounting is good and I can read it, I can help you. So I have to say that QuickBooks has to be my favorite app. Well, you know what? I appreciate that from you. <laughs> I definitely do. And when it comes to my favorite app, you know, I have a few, but Dropbox is my favorite app. I love it because it travels with me everywhere I go, no matter what device I can log in and get my files and send them to other people. Love, love, love. Melinda, can I say one more? Just because that was like a canned one. <laughs> but Password Keeper oh. is one of my favorite apps. I have my phone and this phone, of course, another appendage. I can get into anything because I have all of my passwords securely stored on my phone. What is your favorite business book? Don, what's your favorite one? I'm sorry, but I have to go with Mike McCallowitz. I have to go with Profit First. And the reason why I can say with 100% confidence is because I've seen it work in small business, literally with clients who embrace that book and have survived through COVID without a problem because they have a great process on how they're going to handle that money that comes in the door. So I have to say, Mike McCann, it's not because I love him because I still am better than him in pinball, but it's got to be profit first. <laughs> I love Mike too and that book. Listen, thank you so much. If you guys want to learn more information about them, just check out our blog, SucceedIsYourOwnBoss.com. You'll have lots of more information about them. And I just want to thank you all for joining us on Small Biz Chat Live. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit SucceedAsYourOwnBoss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.